What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Only on Hulu. Friday. Look at us. All together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 Why this Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2. Rated R. Streaming only on Hulu. Friday. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it. Throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have built on end. The Giants have won the pennant. Had a slight live streaming snafu there. Oh. As I, I clicked the go live button. Uh, w- welcome to everybody. Thompson and Clark. <laughs> and like it started, but then it said one of our Twitter accounts wasn't allowing the stream to happen. So I was like, oh, that's yeah. weird. And then I was like, oh, so I'll just start again. But I, then I noticed, I was like, no, this thing is going. So <laughs> it, like, it didn't stop. The train doesn't stop, man. <laughs> I thought it was good. It thought it was basically like, are you sure you want to go live? This thing is not. Going <laughs> and so, so, so we don't we don't have a clean show. I'm out. I'm thrown off my <laughs> hat. I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. I was just I was just alarmed. So in the beginning of the yeah. show, <clears throat> we usually like to stay silent while the intro's playing. And then I was like, huh? All right. I said something. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're here. We're not. Gonna... Hey, you were. You just got back from Vegas, man. You have an excuse. Yeah, I know. Excuse. Wait, I, I slept in a little bit today. Got the full oh, eight nice. hours. I like that. It was. Uh, it, yeah, it was a lot of a uh, lot of hanging out, and having fun, not sleeping a yeah. lot. But you know, you you can do it. I, I if I had to do that more than one time a year, might be a little <laughs> rough. But for the one time a year, I'm good. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, when we go to uh, on vacation to Vegas, it's funny, man. It's like we're, we're off the strip by like seven p.m. because then it starts to get kind of sketchy. Yeah, and then we're back at like the pool, and we'll go to the pool at wherever we're staying, and we'll have drinks at the pool on 
on the faci- at the facility until like 11 o'clock at night, no problem. But then you could do that once or twice. A lot of times I'm bit in bed at like nine o'clock with my, I bring my, my fire TV and I'm, yeah. you know, pulling up cheers or my <laughs> name is Earl. So I can catch some funnies before I go to bed or something. Yeah. 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 I'm an early better. Yeah. So, um, back from Vegas and we took yesterday off because of the holidays. So we're back here on Tuesday evening. Giants play game two of their series with the Padres in about an hour from our recording, a little bit more than an hour. So if you're listening on Wednesday, we're going to be a game will have already happened that we cannot talk about. So so I want to make sure people know that. But there is a lot of news here about this team. Uh, and the roster is kind of shaping up very nicely. So I will uh, I will read the latest roster moves here, and we can discuss. Uh, Luke Jackson, coming off of Tommy John surgery, the Giants signed him to a two-year deal in the offseason, knowing that he was probably not going to be up before the summer, but here we are a couple weeks before the summer here, and Luke Jackson is on the roster, called up today. And who did they send down? Well, they sent down David VR, who just came up because uh, Tyro had gone on the 10-day. So VR was only up for a short stay. And I saw Casey Schmidt playing some second base. I saw Brett Wisely playing some second base. Brett Wisely going yard. Yeah. Uh, but he also let a ground ball go right between his legs. Uh, the The poor... Was was it uh, who was pitching? Was it Cobb or Dace? I think it was Dace Sclafani. Uh, Dace Sclafani pitched yesterday. Yeah. Well, the the one game last week where the ball goes oh, gotcha. through Wisely's legs, and then yes. B B Craw gets caught in in between a hop, and you just look at Dace Sclafani, and I was like, man, I know where I know where you've been, where you are. I've been before. Yeah. When you, when you play high school ball or semi-pro and you get a nice ground ball and you're walking back to the dugout and then it just goes through somebody's leg. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fun. No. But, you know, the Giants had a really successful week last week. Uh, as, a, you know, we count the uh, Monday through Sunday. So we're not even counting yesterday's Monday crushing of the Pirates and they went five and two. So even, you know, D- Disco's one bad game, eh, he, we, he'll live with that. But oh, yeah. uh, also, Austin Slater back up. So he, he hit a yeah. home run this weekend, this past weekend. And uh, and they sent Tristan Beck down, who actually helped them in the Minnesota series, in game one of the Minnesota series. As we were watching it while we were recording, uh, he, he came in and, and cleaned up for, uh, I think it was Brevia open, and then Manea came in and threw almost four, and then Beck pretty much cleaned up the rest of the game just about. And then, uh, so I mentioned Tyro went down, VR was brought up, but now VR's back down. And uh, as far as some of the injuries are concerned, it sounds like Jock is supposed to do something, make some advancements today with uh, his hand, uh, started the hitting progression. And Joey Bart should start running the bases today or tomorrow to test his groin. They have an interesting roster decision when joey is ready i don't i literally don't know what they're gonna do can you you know what they're gonna do you know looking at the outfield situation i think they're gonna be able to go with the three catchers sable's gonna get 
far less time behind the plate. I think he's going to be an outfielder DH. I'm, I'm because fine with you, that. I'm fine with that too because you can't take a stick out of the lineup right now. He's, I mean, he's doing well for for you know a Rule Five pick, a nice find by Zadie. Um, he's still kind of he's unfortunately with the roster crunch and everything else going on, I feel like he's kind of creeping his way towards the end of the 26 man roster. Um, You know, earlier in the season, he was probably like in the middle, more like 14, 15, but I think he's kind of creeping down with like 20, 21. And it's not because of his performance at the plate. He's doing well at the plate. Uh, Numbers look great. Metrics look great. He's swinging hard. Um, he's starting to walk a little bit more. Uh, I think it's just going to be a matter of bodies and, and where do you put people? Um, but it, you know, I'd love to see him stick around the entire season. I and, mean, and we, he has to, or else he goes back. So. Yeah, and we mentioned this, it could be Bryce Johnson who gets crunched because yeah. he's got options. He's got options, but you lose the defensive center fielder though. You know, Austin Slater and uh, Yastrzemski are better corner infielders, but they can play center field. So maybe late game you get hurt a little bit by making that move. But offensively, you help your team out by keeping Sable over Johnson. So that might be the move. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's – kind of, uh, I'm very intrigued what happens when Bart comes back as well because, you know, what happens to the playing time? Like if Patrick yeah. Bailey is – you know, tearing it up and hitting the ball much better than we thought. And Joey Bart is not, then you kind of got to go with the hot hand. But I, what I would like to see is I'd like to see a little bit of a tandem duo with Bailey basically playing against right-handers, Bart playing against left-handers. So Bailey will get, you know, 60% of the, of the opportunity, but Bart can hit at least start again against the left, someone coming from the left side. And there's a little bit of uh, competition between the two young players back to, uh, you know, very close draft. Was it back to back or was Bart 18? Bart, Bart was 18 and Bailey was 20. And cause, uh, uh, yeah, there was a separation. Be- uh, yeah. Bishop, I think was 19. Yeah. yeah. Hunter Bishop. So, you know, in, in, in the, in a matter of three years, they, they draft two catchers very highly. Joey Bart, the number two pick in the draft. So, I would like to see a little bit of, you know, competitiveness. And from what I gather, you know, they're, 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 they get along very well. And so that would be kind of fun. You know, you're kind of rooting for a guy who's in your position, but the way that baseball is played today, you can have both guys and both guys can get playing time. And if Bart is, is raking a bit, then maybe you give him, you know, one of those right-handed starts. And and if Bailey is raking, Bailey's a switch hitter. And if Bart's not, then maybe you give him a lefty, start so that's what i would like to see because i think there's a there's a little bit of iron sharpens iron there with the two young players and if bart sees bailey succeeding then it's almost like dude you gotta gotta get in there man you gotta get your you know you you gotta play better this guy's gonna you know he's gonna steal your lunch here so i i want to see that uh and i also want to see sable stick too because that that sweet swing he went deep uh in one of the games that they lost i think the one game they lost in milwaukee they tried to make a little bit of a comeback. He went deep there. Uh, I like watching him play. I just don't like watching him play catcher. So that would be a positive if they can find that outfield spot for him. Yeah, I think so. And and <clears throat> I said Sable was was hot. He was hot uh, during our last show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's three for his last twenty six. Um, 
And a telltale sign that you are cooling off is when the Giants win a ball game against the Milwaukee Brewers 15 to 1 and you go 0 for 6 with four strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, so that I mean <laughs> that, that's that's a really that's a tough pill to swallow. Everybody else around you is mashing the ball in that ball game. You go 0 for 6 with four Ks. Uh so yeah, I mean so he's struggling a little bit right now. And again, that could push him towards the the end of the 26 man roster. Uh, but I, I'd like to see the kids stick around. I really like what he's got, but I think more in a rebuild year, I, I like what he's got right now. It's like, okay, we're starting to uh, get above 500. Giants are playing great baseball. They don't need any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of back end of the roster that's going to slow them down. But, uh, you know, do you hang on to a guy like that just to be a bat off the bench? And, and yeah. I don't think so at this point. I mean, he's going to, you know, again, a rule fiver that kind of ups the ante a little bit because you don't even, you can't even pass them through waivers. You can't even send them down. There's nothing you could do, but send them back to the team that he was with. Uh, And then maybe work out a trade at that point. But, but again, the other team's going to say, Oh, so he's very valuable to you. Okay. Let's see what you got. All right. One more injury note, Ross Stripling. I believe he has started to play catch. So the progression on, his back tweak and you know, the way that he throws, I imagine his back has to be right so that he's, he throws so upright and over the top. Uh, So very excited to see what Luke Jackson does. Uh, If he's as good as his, uh, his Twitter, uh, I think he'll, he'll, he'll fit in fine, but it's just another arm, right? The, The bullpen has really pitched well of late and you add another strong arm there. And, you know, it only enhances what they do. And I, I was, I forgot who I was reading. It was probably Grant, but Grant, uh, yeah, I think it was Grant. He wrote that, you know, the Giants really expect Desclafani and Cobb and Webb to really eat up the innings for the the starting pitchers to kind of protect the bullpen on those days. You know, you go six or seven for all those three guys and you save the bullpen for like tonight. They have, they're going to throw an opener and it's going to, you know, and then they're going to probably throw the long guy, probably Manea. And so by, you know, with Webb Cobb and, and Dace Clefani, you eat up those innings and, and your bullpen can stay fresh. And I think that is a, that is a big important thing for them is those, those three horses, you know, they have the depth if, if stripling is, is healthy and, and Manea, but you know, one of those guys goes down and then I think it throws a lot of stuff out of funk. So I think that's, that's one of the yeah. keys to the season is those three guys staying healthy and, you know, out web is a young guy, but those other two guys are not super young guys. I think Cobb is, uh, he's got to be in his mid thirties at this point. So cross your fingers on that one. I think that's going to be a big key for the, this giant season, because when those guys pitch well, then you kind of save your bullpen and you can dynamically use them in situations. And then I know, uh, I, Alex Wood. Big Wood started the other day, so that's a positive. But he's he, you know, he's only gonna, you know, probably throw five innings, six at most. So, so the bullpen, the bullpen will be needed for him. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see this bullpen play out. I'm excited to see what they can do in in you know these crazy urgent situations. Uh, Tyler Rogers, I think he came in. Bases may have been loaded in a game that the Giants were winning. I don't remember if it was te- if, if it was the Twins or the or the Brewers series. And guys come up, and he throws a slider that is about five feet outside and five feet 
high and the guy swings <laughs> like he swings <laughs> while the ball's coming out of Rogers's hands. Like that's how badly he saw it. And then he, he throws like a backup fastball that's right down the middle at 88 miles per hour, but is a little, you know, around the letters area and freezes the guy. And I'm like, man, Oh yeah. When that guy's on, it's so fun to watch him because it's just, you just see the batter's reactions and they just have no idea what to do. So, oh, yeah, and when he was pitching to Rowdy Telez in, in Milwaukee, and Telez is a lefty, and so you go righty-lefty, and you get a little nervous. You start thinking, oh, my God. But then you remember it, it's Tyler Rogers, so he can, he can float stuff. He can drop stuff, and he made him look just absolutely silly. Swung out of his shoes at a pitch that wasn't even close. Um, so it's fantastic to watch, and, and, uh, and all, those, all those horrible numbers that he had last year, but you know, all the, all the background metrics pretty much said he shouldn't have had as bad of a season as he did last year. Um, and now we're kind of seeing that, that the, the reversal of fortune this year, uh, more in line of, of, of where he should be Uh question for you though. I, I'm kind of curious. So, th- so the way you, you, you know, that grant wrote about the pitching yep. and you just described it. So when Kyle Harrison is ready do you think we see him and no more opener or do you think we see kyle harrison because there was an injury to one of the long guys and now he's coming up more as a as a necessity to get rid of the opener at that point or do do you think the opener is holding a spot for kyle harrison yeah that's an interesting question they they use the opener a lot of times to maybe stretch out the five-man rotation and maybe you need to give an extra day off. So you could still use it for those instances. But yeah, like that's 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 an interesting question because instead they could have just thrown Manea into the starting rotation, right? Like that's what sure. I just yeah, assumed absolutely. they were going to do and they didn't do that and he's still in his role. But I would love to see him come up and then, you know, you can still strategically use the opener for when, you know, when you play seven games in seven days and maybe – you know, maybe one of your guys needs needs an extra day and push everyone back. Uh, I mean, at this point, are we getting close? I saw that he was, uh, gosh, he was he he won some sort of award in in uh, in his starts. Uh, I'll I'll find it here because I I know I retweeted it from our Thompson the Clark account. Uh, but you know, he he's got to be pretty close to being ready. And it, at this point, it's just like, you know, how is it a trust thing? Is it a, do we want to push him thing? Is it a, yeah. you know, do we need, he, does he need to fine tune some things? Uh, Zadie said, no, Zadie said, you know, he doesn't really have to work on anything because the stuff is there. So here's the article that I read from earlier today by uh, Rob Terranova, who I don't know who that is, but he's writing about mm-hmm. giants, minor league baseball. Great so, name, though. so he probably, we probably should try and get him on the show. Uh, he said um, Harrison was named minor league player of the week in the PCL after twirling a pair of gems for Sacramento. The left-hander yielded a single across both scoreless starts, fanning 14 while walking four over seven and a third frames and posting a 0.65 whip. So he's not really pitching that far into games. Uh, it seems like they're being pretty safe. In that instance, I mean, striking out a lot of guys, he's walking a few, so he's probably throwing uh, more pitches than than normal, you know, than usual. But man, you know, it just seems like he is uh, 
he is ready and he's like a he, he's like a uh a tool that they just have like kind of waiting <laughs> to use yeah. it's like you think we're good now well just wait we're going to <clears throat> bring this guy in and just add to the you know the 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 pitching staff and and, and the dynamic uh a dynamic arm to this right-handed you know heavy right-handed pitching staff so that is that is exciting and i, I would ju- i i wonder I, I would just love to be a, a fly on the wall in some of these conversations with zadie and patilla and kapler like all right guys like like you gotta be, you know kapler's just kind of walking in the meeting all right guys is it is it is it today and zadie's <laughs> like ah we're playing pretty well right now yeah and patilla's like you know the the algorithm and, and the this thing that we created that tells us exactly when to bring these players up says oh, about between three and twelve days, and so <laughs> you're just like you're just chomping at the bit because Kapler's got to be like, man, I can't wait to see this guy play. But obviously, Zadie oh, yeah. as well because you know this is a, a draft pick here who's who's a top fifteen prospect in all of baseball, and and they, they, he's just like this this like ninja star that they're just waiting <laughs> to throw, you know? Well, spe- talking of that, I think it almost has to be in a situation where like the giants are playing great right now. So, you know, and Harrison is still kind of learning the ropes. Okay. Now's not the right time then. It's almost like, you know, when the ultimate warrior comes running in to save Hulk Hogan, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, you know, the giants have to be on a little bit of a skid and then they're coming up on their opener spot and they go, all right, here's yeah. the time. Here's here's we're gonna boost everybody's morale. We're gonna get the the fans excited uh, because when you look at too, he's never thrown more than 113 innings in one season in professional ball, right? And, and that was that was last year, and he's already at 34 innings. So you kind of have to wonder too when he does come up, is it going to be one of those situations where we're gonna see him throw about 150 innings, then they're gonna shut him down. So we're going to get this shiny new toy all of a sudden, like around maybe July. But then when September comes, shut him down. Well, what if the Giants are in a playoff hunt? Now what do you do? So there's going to be a lot of juggling. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, hey, let, let's see what the brass is going to do with, with, the, with the young kids going forward. Because, I mean, you could play Casey Schmidt. You could play uh, Luis Matos. You could, you could play uh, Patrick Bailey. You could play those guys because they need the at-bats. That's just the way it is. You're not going to wear them out. You're not going to tire them out. They just need the at-bats. Yep. Um, but a pitcher, you got to stick with those innings, and, and I don't. They haven't talked about a pitch limit for Kyle Harrison this season. Uh, that stuff's probably hush-hush, but I can't imagine it's more than 150. Yeah. if he's only thrown 113 before, 150 is even pushing it. That, yeah. That's quite a bit. Maybe even more like 130, 135. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. The kid is 21 years old. That's insane. What were you and I that's doing insane. when we were 21? Oh. Being an idiot, <laughs> I was. I can speak for myself. I was being an idiot. What was that? Uh, when I was twenty-one, it was. Uh, what year would that have been? Nineteen ninety-four. I was listening to grunge <laughs> and uh, driving back and forth to Chico from the Bay Area to hang out with friends and have a good time. Not yep. serious about school or anything. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Brad Evans that I met was a little bit more. 
He was a little bit more grown up <laughs> at that point. He was running the radio station or the sports oh, division yeah. in the radio station. Yeah. He was uh, he was a very responsible human when I when I met that. Well, guy. when I was at the station, yeah, yeah, but not outside the station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about our player of the week because that will dovetail into another conversation that we want to have today. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Yeah, so player of the week, I mean, it was a tough one. <clears throat> I had like five players I could have chosen from to put on this list. I almost put a fourth. I keep saying that every week. I almost <laughs> put a fourth. It would have diluted it, so I, so I kept it at three. Uh, the one I left off was Mitch Hanniger. Had an awesome week, but it was like, I, I you know, I can't add him because um, the three guys ahead of him were, were, were just stellar. So coming in third, Logan Webb. He only had one start this week, but it was it was a great start. Seven innings, four hits, one Ernie, one walk, and eleven strikeouts. Uh, great game against Milwaukee. Almost wasted. Uh, gave up that one Ernie in the what was that? The I think it was the seventh inning, bottom of the seventh. But then but then Hanniger, the guy I left off the list, hits the two run home run to put the Giants up three one, and then they go on to win the ball game. Um, so that that was that was a tough. But Logan Webb came in third with thirteen percent of the vote. Patrick Bailey this week he was on last week. He was on the poll last week. Didn't win it last week either. He came in second today with twenty six percent of the vote. Um, a one sixty seven WRC plus three sixty average, one home run, nine RBIs, and uh, and three runs scored. Had a, had a fantastic week, playing lights out. I have to say. I picked him up in fantasy because my catching situation was so dire. And, and I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. And then yesterday morning or no, the day before I picked him up and I didn't start him yesterday when he had the home run on his birthday um, and four ribs. I, I just, I started Melendez for the Royals again, and I'll never make that mistake again. I think I might be dropping Melendez here soon. Uh, but Michael Conforto, the winner, 60% of the vote, 239 WRC plus on the week, 423 average, 
three home runs, eight RBI, eight runs, one stolen base. There's a nice article about him of when when he figured out he was finally back was when he made the throw from right field to uh, you know cut off uh, Caratini at second base and end the inning and, and preserve the Giants lead with, you know, getting out of the inning with a runner in scoring position. Um, no, it's that when he's officially back is, is the day he won the Thompson to Clark podcast player of the week award. That is today. Michael Conforto is officially back because of that. He is who I voted for. And I went back cause I was, you know, I was out, uh, last weekend. And so I didn't really see any of the games. And, you know, we, we talked about this uh, last year where there's a, there's a nice little sneaky tool that the MLB network has where you can kind of have video recaps of every game. So I just went yeah. back and I watched all the video recaps from the twin series and from the brewer series. And this guy was going oppo deep. He was crushing inside pitches he was getting the ball in the air when the Giants needed a sack fly. Like he looks so in rhythm right now. And it's fun to watch because when he came up or when they signed him, we were like, oh gosh, you know, we get him on a, on a little bit of a discount because of the injury. And I don't know how many other teams were in on him, but the Giants, you know, after coming off of not getting Correa or Judge and man, Correa's had a tough start to this year. I'm rooting for him though. Like I don't want, I, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't have any. No, no ill will towards him in any way i'm rooting for him to, to to play better but and so conforto starts out you know very slowly and you're like ah did they get like you know did they get the used car who you know the in in you know in a couple of weeks it's gonna break down like and no they didn't because he's playing so well he's a guy who you can throw right in the middle of the order jd davis is right there hanniger's coming around but you know, Hanniger has way too much swing and miss for me. Like I'm yeah. watching him and they challenge him and there's a lot of swing and miss in his, uh, in his batting right now. And and maybe he's also just, you know, kind of cold or whatever, but he, he hit a home run uh, last week, but Conforto just sweet swing that left-handed great swing. Uh, you know, he's just on everything right now. So it's great. So I have a couple stats here. Uh, I wanted to just bring up. So he is he is up to 271 in the batting average and and 350 OBP uh and almost 500 slugging so he's bringing that up. Now has uh seven jacks. Uh so which which is which is great. Uh no, I'm sorry. He's got He's got 11 jacks. The 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 271 and everything, all that is in his last 30 games. That's what I was looking at. But he's got 11 jacks and the batting average is coming up and all and all that stuff. But uh, in the last 15 games, he's hitting 386, slugging 737. Jeez. So in his last 30 games, he is Michael Conforto. In his last 15 games. He's Barry Bonds without the stolen bases. Yeah. <laughs> and in his last seven games, uh, he is he is uh, even better than Barry Bonds. Uh, 423, 808 slugging, 484 OBP, three jacks. So, he, I mean, he's just, he's just on fire right now, and I hope that he can continue because uh, if, he, if he continues to swing the bat, J.D. Davis continues to swing the bat, 
They got these young kids, Casey, Casey Schmidt and, uh, and Patrick Bailey and Blake Sable, who we'll talk about in a second. We'll have a whole other segment for those guys. It's just going to be a fun lineup to watch. And it's been a lot more fun because we were, you know, we were hemming and hawing early in the season going like, man, this team is boring. There's no, there's yeah. like nobody to root for except for Tyro. And right now they don't have Tyro. So that shows you how well they're playing. But you bring in those youngsters, all of a sudden the guys that you paid money, good money to start hitting, they start hitting and you're like, wow, what a turnaround. The team is actually really fun to watch right now. Yeah. And and we were talking about that earlier in the season too. Uh, like whose jersey are you going to buy? You know, uh, and, and at the time we're like, well, maybe Webb, but a guy who pitches every fifth day, he's not, you know, is not Bumgarner. It's not Kane. It's not Lincecum in terms of the lore. Because you need you need postseason, and he had a great postseason game against the Dodgers. I mean, that was a fantastic game uh, two years ago. But you need that that postseason lineage. You need that postseason holding the trophy picture in order for your jerseys to be purchased. I think as a pitcher. Um, now. Whose jerseys do you buy? We, we talked about, oh, you know, beginning of the season, Crawford. He's been around for a while. Maybe you own it. But you probably already own a Crawford jersey if you're a Giants fan. Yeah. Now, Schmidt's going to be around for a long time. Patrick Bailey's going to be around for a long time. Uh, Luis Matos is going to be around for a long time. You, you got some guys that are going to be around for quite a long time. You're not going to buy a Conforto jersey. We just talked him uh, talked him up and he's having a fantastic stretch now and and he could hit 40 home runs this year. You're not buying a Conforto jersey because if he hits 40 home runs this season, <laughs> he's out. opting out and we're not going to see him again. <laughs> you're not buying that jersey. So so I think you're buying the kids jerseys. You're buying yeah. the Schmidt, you're buying the Bailey, you're buying the and and Matos isn't up yet. We're talking about him because there's a nice article by um by uh, Grant Brisby uh, in the athletic recently about, you know, he could be the next call up. He could be the next center fielder, but Austin Slater came in yesterday. His first game off the IL and said, no, I'm still here. Yeah. Don't don't forget about me. I play defense. And remember when I'm healthy, I can hit and I have a sweet mustache. So I think, I think you have to look at all of that. What do you think about Yaz's mustache? And then he's yeah. got the soul patch as well going at the same time. You you can never go wrong with that, man. Now, now <laughs> my wife, Denise, will tell you otherwise. Yeah. Because I, I do that sometimes. I'll, I'll grow a beard, and then when I go to shave it off, I'll do the soul patch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'll do the whole line that goes all the yeah. way down. And then, and then I did that to Disneyland one time. Because <laughs> I go, well, we're going on Pirates of the Caribbean. So I did the mustache, the Fu Manchu, with the 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 goat or the you know the the soul patch that went all the way down she did not enjoy it (laughs) it was not i thought it was a good look i was told otherwise (sighs) but uh yeah i think i think yaz can pull it off because when you're playing professional baseball you're playing a game for a living you can kind of look however the heck you want to look i mean it's pretty awesome when when you're taking darren ruff home runs away yeah exactly for sure uh when I was playing baseball, you know, in the early 2000s, I, I, I could never really grow a goatee. Like, it just doesn't connect. Um, so I just had the soul patch. And I would sometimes I would have some, some on the chin. But it was because it felt like every big league reliever in the early 2000s just rocked the soul patch. 
for sure. And yeah, so that's what that's what I was doing because I was like, I would I would close some games, and I was like, oh, I gotta have the soul patch to to close, and so that's that's yeah. when I wore it. No um, weird weird facial hair makes her almost angry. <laughs> it's fun to watch. A lot of times they'll be like, hey, do you you know? I'll be, there'll be a game on. And I go, hey, do you like that guy's facial hair? She goes. I don't see the point. <laughs> <laughs> she likes you clean shaven. Yeah, exactly. Or a beard. One or the other. Do, okay. do one or the other. So, okay. Yeah. So you just, you just got to go the extreme route. You can, Oh yeah. You can't go in yeah. between. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about the drinks. I know that you had mentioned earlier that you, you know, you, you had to stay away from uh, upsetting your stomach. So uh, yeah. what, what well, I we... changed that. Oh, you did. Things were getting, yeah, things were getting a little bit better. So okay. I drove home and I go, you know what? When when your stomach's not doing great, you get some Zevia ginger ale. There you go. And then you throw a splash of bourbon in it. So oh, nice. It so I've got uh, I've got my uh, my ginger ale and my Trader Joe's Kentucky's best. I need to get more thought, of that because I because yeah. I finished it and you know Crystal goes to Trader Joe's at least two or three times a week just because you know, to pick up lunches and stuff. So I yeah. got to remember to tell her to get, get another one. Yeah, so, uh, so before we left for Vegas, um, she, uh, Crystal pull, pulls out uh, a, a bottle or no, it was, it was a box. And she's like, Oh, I got you something for your birthday, but we can't take it to Vegas. So I'll just give it to you now. And it was a bottle of McAllen 12 wow. scotch. And so, you know, I, I've had the um, I've had the other scotches that we we had been talking about on the show, uh, the the Ron Swanson Scotch, um, Lag of Yulin, Lag of Yulin, uh, the I think the Glen Livet is, is the other one that I have. And so this one is actually interesting because the Lag of Yulin one is so spicy, and the. Uh, the Glen Levitt one is, is is a little lighter, and this one kind of falls in the middle. Now, to my poor taste buds, it, it falls about right in the middle. So I have a nice, I have a nice like little fleet of scotches, depending nice. on you know what I'm into, that that are all really different and all really uh, great. So I'm uh, I'm living I'm living it up right now with the scotch because remember when I was talking about how. I kind of want to get into scotches. Like I'm, <laughs> I, I'm very intrigued because I, you know, we're we're both bourbon guys as well. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I like scotch. And so it was a little, it was a little hard because you gotta, you, your your palate is, is much different, and you gotta like kind of get it used to uh, the scotch palate. And so I, I'm I'm enjoying it though. I'm having a, yeah. I'm having a lot of t- a lot of fun what, figuring out what what I like scotch wise. And I think what makes it hard too is you can find a really good like. $12 bottle of bourbon, $20 bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Don't buy an $11 <laughs> bottle of scotch because it's not going to go well. Yeah. Your entire <laughs> chest will just start burning in flames. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you'll wonder like, is this really scotch? Yeah. What is this? It yeah. just tastes like, uh, you know, rubbing alcohol. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So what is next on the agenda here? Well, uh, like we mentioned, they uh, they went four and two last week, and then yesterday, which would be Monday, they they beat bumps on Pittsburgh, and so we'll go over the upcoming week's schedule, starting with uh, tonight's game against Pittsburgh. But before that, we just wanted to talk a little bit more about these youngsters that we have on this yeah. team. Now, 
The one stat you threw out me before we started was Casey Schmidt. His BABIP is is kind of high, and this is the same thing that happened to uh, Tyro. They're they're pretty similar hitters in that they swing like they they don't take a lot of pitches, and so for Schmidt, somebody's you know they'll they will figure out that. You know he's he's a swinger and and he'll you know they'll they'll probably start throwing him stuff that maybe it's not great for him to swing at but he's not someone who takes a lot of pitches he's only got one walk so far in his young career so that BABIP is is carrying him um, and you know he's just he's rolling with it because he's he's hitting stuff where people aren't which is great uh, but that's probably going to come down a little bit he will he'll have to deal with uh, hitting big league pitching a little differently. Um, and so, but it's still, it's like, you know, what he reminds me of is like, you watch college world series and when I, I don't watch it anymore, but I used to watch it back in the day and everyone in the college world series is so swing happy because everybody get the ball over the fence. So, you know, why take a walk when all you gotta do is make solid contact and that ball flies. That's what Casey Schmidt reminds me of is like, this dude is up there. He's up there to swing. Sometimes the ball's in his eyes and 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 he's swinging sometimes it's uh duran duran from minnesota throwing 104 miles an hour like right in his eyes and he's swinging like he's not he's not hitting that one but he's just a fun player to watch and then you get to see him play defense and he's moving all around the infield tim kawakami yesterday called him their future shortstop which i hadn't heard before but he has been playing some shortstop he played some shortstop mm-hmm. instead of B-Craw uh, this weekend, which was kind of surprising because you would think that, you know, B-Craw's healthy, he should be playing, but maybe he's not, and maybe he's not 100% healthy. The the knee the knee thing, you know, maybe still a thing, but it seemed like you're like, oh, B-Craw's in the lineup. No, Casey Schmidt is playing shortstop. And so that was kind of surprising. They, they have some faith in, in him at that position, which I wasn't quite sure about because he's kind of a big dude and, you know, he's uh, it, people will remember people our age will remember Matt Williams started out as shortstop and then you move him to third because he's just he he could be he, he could be an above average shortstop, maybe, you know, maybe slightly above average. But you put him at third base and he's like a stud and it's probably the same thing with Schmidt. But you have J.D. Davis there as well, who's hitting the ball. So you got to find room for the for the rookie. And so he's shortstop second base. He's playing all around the infield. Uh, but what is your. What is your overall feeling with uh, Casey Schmidt and his young career so far? You know, I, I'm enjoying it. It was the injection of energy that this team needed. Um, if Obviously, he's not going to maintain a high batting average, uh, but that's fine. You know, that's, that's going to come down. But as long as the power starts to turn on a little bit, because we know he has power too, but just having a, a slick fielding middle infielder um, – who can who can put the ball in play and when he does can make some noise uh i think it's like you know i it's kind of b craw 2.0 uh but maybe with a little bit of an elevation in terms of of what you could see in batting average and power from what uh crawford has given in his career um you know crawford how many you might have to look up how many career uh home runs brandon crawford has uh but but if casey schmidt can have the longevity uh, I think he could probably be above and beyond that. Um, if shortstop of the future, yeah, because, I mean, I know we talk about Marco Luciano. Um, but, uh, you know, the question has always been with Luciano, is he going to stay a shortstop? Um, 
Yeah, maybe, but uh, but I think more likely what you're going to see is Casey Schmidt is going to stick at shortstop and Luciano might come up and play third base uh, or be an outfielder, which is what has kind of been the talk for years. Um, but it's exciting. I, I, I can see Casey Schmidt projected as a, you know, a, a, an all-time Giants shortstop great uh, in the future. Again, we have such a very tiny sample size, but the way he blasted through the minors mm-hmm. and, and also blasted his way up the prospect chart for the Giants was phenomenal. And yeah. it's not like the Giants have, you know, not uh, just a bunch of slouches in the minor leagues. Um you know, we had a COVID situation. We had a situation where the minor leaguers weren't getting much playing time. Uh, college players weren't getting much playing time. There, there just wasn't much happening. And now I, I think you're you're finally seeing the Giants' minor league system kind of getting a boost. Um, this year, it's a major turnaround uh, from what we saw last year. Last year was so disappointing. Uh, a lot of the prospects for the Giants just slow starts, injuries, uh, not getting a whole lot of playing time in the minors not being able to contribute contribute in the majors. And now now we're seeing guys knocking on the door, just ready to come up through the system and bust their way up onto this big league roster. And 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 that's probably why you started to see a lot of the one-year contracts and the one-year contracts with a one-year opt-out because the Giants knew, hey, we're going to have some guys coming up who are going to have five and six years with this team. They're going to be ARB eligible for years. We're going to be able to lock them in on deals like we did Logan Webb. So I can see Casey Schmidt being as one of those candidates in a couple of years. Uh, if he can continue to assert himself the rest of the season, build on that next season and, and the season after, you might see a long-term deal for Casey Schmidt and, and a gold glove shortstop going forward. I'm frustrated at MLB The Show, though. They, <laughs> his, he doesn't even have a diamond rating at third base. It's kind of, it's like, come on, man. I'm playing a franchise in the show, and the guy's got like a, a 68 overall arm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've seen, we've they seen, need to, they need to fix it. They need to fix no, it. No, we've sure. seen him throw like 97 miles an hour across the diamond. Let's fix that, guys. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. So I just decided to, uh, to look at the prospect list again. Uh, and, Harrison is, you know, I'm just using the MLB uh, prospect list. So, you know, I'm sure there are others and people may go, oh, you know, this person knows more. But I'm just using this just because it gives me a a bunch of information. So Kyle Harrison, obviously, number one, we just talked about him, you know, kind of on his way. Uh, Marco Luciano is still in double A and his ETA is probably next year, you know, probably not even at the beginning of next year, but he's. You know, he's the guy they're heavily investing into. He had a back injury early, and they, they need to make sure that is also fixed because um, as he grows, he's just going to get bigger. Casey Schmidt, up with the ball club. Grant McRae, he is in uh, Eugene right now, struggling a little bit in Eugene, uh, not, not on fire like he was last year in San Jose, but it is still early, and he is uh, – you know he 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 is a little bit older than uh, than Luciano and Harrison. He's twenty two, but probably similar ETA as Luciano. Vaughn Brown, who is older than uh, he's he's as old as Casey Schmidt actually, and he is in Double A right now. He, he's uh, he, he's in Richmond. Uh, he's only had twenty four at bats. He's he's uh, I think he started the year uh, on the injured list. And then we have uh, Averson Artiaga. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, he's in Sounds Eugene. Good. Yeah, I think that's about right. He played really well in San Jose. 
but he is uh, struggling with the bat in Eugene at, at uh, high A. And then we have the guy that you just mentioned that that Grant wrote about, Luis Matos. Luis Matos is so interesting because I remember going to see him and Luciano play in San Jose, and he was like a prospect among you know among men in in 2021. And I was and you know the thought was okay you know he's he's going up at, at some point he he's he's a big he's a big prospect for them but then he goes to Eugene last year 369 at bats and he still hit 11 home runs so the 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 power is there but 211 batting average and so instead of you know having him repeat. They still think very highly of him. He's very he himself is, is 21, just like Luciano and Harrison. And they go, okay, you know what? Even though he struggled in high A, we're gonna send him to double A. He smokes double A. And then they were like, you know what? We're gonna send him to triple A. And he's currently hitting 313 in AAA, 48 ABs. He hasn't he hasn't gone deep yet in triple A, but still hitting the cover off of the baseball. And when Grant wrote that article about him being possibly being next, I was like, wow, that's amazing because I know how poor he, uh, how poorly he hit last year. And I got thought maybe, you know, they got to make sure that his mental health is good and that he he's still on the, and then he comes out and just bashes the ball again this year. So what, like, is it possible in your mind? Like the MLB has him, his ETA as next year. And it's crazy because they have all of these guys ETA for next year. And I'm like, how are they going to f- bring all these guys up at once? Uh, if, you know, if they play well, like Von Brown and Grant McRae, I, I don't imagine they'll be on the same roster because they're, right. they're, you know, they're, they're both outfielders with some speed and, and some pop, but maybe they can be um, Luciano may, you know, he may get moved to the outfield just because of, uh, you know, he shortstop may not be in his future as he gets a little bit bigger, but maybe he does come up as a shortstop, but the giants are going to have so much opportunity for these guys. And they'll have to figure out of the current guys who are on this team. Like, you know, like you said, if Conforto Conforto still plays well, he may not be on the team, but Hanniger signed for three years. So he'll be around, you know, Yastrzemski and Slater and guys like that, who knows, like that's kind of up in the air, but, could you see a Luis Matos come up like late this year as a 21 year old to play, uh, to play the outfield? You know, maybe we talked about Bryce Johnson earlier. Maybe he can slide in and, and maybe take some of those defensive uh, reps. Uh, but I don't know. Like what, what is, what is your thoughts on what Matos can possibly do? I, you know, I think so. If you're going to bring him up as a 21 year old and you already have a lot of outfielders, I, I and and Conforto said something interesting too in the article uh, that was written about him. He he did say he loves this team. He loves playing with these guys. They're having a great time. Rough start, but since then they're having a great time. They're really enjoying each other. Um, is he lobbying for a long term deal with the Giants? I don't know. Maybe maybe a you know opt out and then re sign for three years or whatever it is. Um, so there's an outfield spot right there. You've got Mitch Hanniger already locked up for three. Uh, so this season, I think a 21-year-old Luis Matos coming up, I would think the Giants would need to look at that and say, if he's coming up, 
it's not to get a taste because we have some injuries and we're just trying to fill in a, a roster spot for a week because then you start the clock on a 21 year old. I think if he comes up and it's late in the season it unfortunately has to be a situation where the giants just have so many injuries in the outfield and, and maybe they're just not fighting for a spot anymore uh, around the trade deadline. They couldn't grab another outfielder. Um, I don't know. I hate to paint a dire picture, but I, I just don't know if, if a 21 year old Matos, um, I mean, now, now granted if he's hitting 400, you know, for a couple of months, you don't have a choice. He he's pushed his way onto this roster and you're going to have to make some moves to get him in there. Um, but I, but I unfortunately just don't see a 21 year old Matos as a, as a staying power guy this season. And I also don't think they want to give him just a taste. Cause yeah, I don't think they want to start that clock right away on a guy like him. Right. And that is, you know, if, if, if he's like knocking at the door and you're like, okay, like maybe he can get a full season in Sacramento, but if he busts through that door and you want to shoot, cause you know, one of the things for, for Zadie is he wants his guys to succeed, obviously, but he also wants to show that the Giants are going to be willing to bring these guys up. He 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 drafted these guys because he wants to see them at the highest level. Yeah. And can you do that at the same time while keeping your vet guys like Yastrzemski and Slater, uh, you know, Tyro, obviously, if, if Luciano stays in the infield, then, you know, Tyro could be the odd man out there. And then the other thing about it is trade pieces, right? Like if you get Matos, like, like I don't want them to trade any of these guys. We, we, we want to, right. we, we want to hold them and hug them and keep them, you know, that, that's how, that's how we treat prospects. <laughs> we haven't had prospects in yeah, so long. Exactly. So it's, yeah. Don't, you know, as terrible as Hunter Bishop's career has been so far, and he's in now injured and out for the season, I think again, I still want to hold him and, and make sure that he yeah. he's doing okay and give him a hug because, you know, you still have hope. <laughs> you know, you have hope. Yes. Uh, but, you know, let's say that they're like, okay, we're going to have to trade one of these guys. And then you get them the experience and you kind of showcase them. Like I imagine this, you know, Casey Schmidt, when they brought him up in spring training teams, were like, oh, you know, what a nice prospect. And then he goes and he starts playing well. I'm sure they're getting calls on him like, oh, I see this kid you have casey schmidt they're like yeah we're, we're fine we'll we'll, we'll talk yeah, to you yeah. guys later <laughs> but you know but that wasn't like that even three months ago probably right and so you've right. you've show you've showcased him he's displayed his talent and he he has increased in in value not that we ever want him to be traded but like that's just kind of the game that that you can also play by bringing up guys and and, show, and showing how how good of a player they are yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, you know, speaking of Matos tonight is two for two already. So he's back up to three forty. Um, they're playing in Tacoma. So it's probably nice and chilly up there. I can't <laughs> even imagine, <laughs> but yeah. And, and so, yeah, you're right. I mean, showcasing guys is another thing too. Um, Last year's trade deadline was really weird for the Giants because it was one of those things where it's like, I think we're kind of in it, and but we're kind of not really. Yeah. And Rodon was really the only guy that they might have moved at that point. But unfortunately for, for him, 
you know, he had the, he had the one year deal with the one year opt out. So he wasn't really going anywhere at that point. And he was a draw, you know, he got, he got fans in the seats. Um, this year is a little bit different. You have a team. I mean, even though the team is only two games over 500, it feels like they're playing, you know, uh, which they are like six or seven games over 500 over the last, uh, you know, 10 plus games. Um, so, so yeah, you've got to showcase talent. You've got to show uh, other GMs what players can do at, uh, at the major league level. Uh, you know, teams like the pirates teams like, uh, you know, uh, I hate to say the Cubs, definitely not going to be the Padres. Um, and it's not going to be the A's. The A's aren't trading for anybody. <laughs> uh, they're trading away talent, but you've got to showcase it for, for, for the teams that are still building and, and want those minor league talent. And so if, if the giants can, you know, pick like a, a Bednar off of, uh, off of Pittsburgh's roster and get him into their bullpen for the push and, and have a lights out crazy bullpen at the end of the season, you mm-hmm. know, a guy like Matos would, would look good in a pirate's uniform, uh, for them, not for us though. Like you said, we don't, we don't want to see these guys. We're, we're already <laughs> looking at, you know, right now we're looking at like next year. Yeah. Luis Matos in center field. Yaz isn't going anywhere probably because he's got a couple of years of arbitration still yeah. left. And Zadie loves the control guys. You but can, I, I you mean, know, yeah. I mean, if you lose Conforto, you just move Yaz back to right field and you know, he yeah. plays a good right field for you. Maybe trade Slater, um, you know, and again, you hate to see that too, but but you're looking at a lineup like next year, the year after, where you're looking at Matos, you're looking at uh, um, Luciano, you're looking at Kyle Harrison Webb in in the starting rotation, and you got Schmidt, and you got Bailey, and you and you've got all these guys all surrounded by veterans, and then you've got a and you've got a really tough team to contend with in the rest of Major League Baseball. Um, you know, so the Giants are kind of building something here. So it's going to be interesting that the season's trade deadline, mm-hmm. uh, where the Giants are, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I still, I still want to see that Patrick Bailey, Joe Bart backstop. That's what I want to it's, see. It's going to happen. It's, it's absolutely going to happen. I mean, if the way they're talking about Bailey and and the way he calls games and his confidence and the way he can go to the mound and calm a pitcher down and get them, you get their confidence back. Um, he's their number one. I mean, it's, it's kind of the bottom line. He has taken that job and he is the number one catcher. Joey Bart is the number two catcher and Blake Sable is kind of the, the odd man out, but it's always good to have a third catcher just in case, because especially the way that Kapler likes to, um, you know, do the line changes late in the game? I mean, it's it's not a bad situation to be in. The Giants have a very fun homestand. And based on how they play against the Orioles, I may say that it is possibly not that fun. But you have the Pirates for two more games. Obviously, like I said, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, they would have already played game two against the, the Pirates. Uh, a 12.45 p.m. day start on Wednesday. And then the Orioles come to town. Yes. And people may think, ah, it's the Orioles. Well, let me no. tell you, if you have not been paying attention <laughs> this year, the Orioles are third in the American League overall in, in winning percentage. 
And they're unfortunately behind uh, Tampa Bay, who's still uh, the best team in baseball right now. And, you know, the Orioles are winning some close games here. Uh, the, the run differential, which is my favorite stat, is not superb like uh, Texas and uh, Tampa. Texas's uh, run differential is actually better than Tampa's at this point, uh, which is actually amazing. Bruce Bochy, what the hell, man? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he was given a very nice team, though. Yeah, yeah. And this is all without Jacob deGrom, too. I know there's. I know you're talking about run differential, but Jacob deGrom still is out. And once he comes back as well, I mean, that's a, a boost to the pitching staff. So some of, some of the crazy run differential in the American League probably also has to do with um, a couple of really bad teams that, that get beat up on Kansas City and Oakland. Um, but you know, in the national league, the, the best run differential is the Atlanta Braves only at plus plus one fifty seven. The Texas Rangers are at a plus one thirty two. It's just ridiculous, Jeez. but the Orioles at 34 and 20 are actually ahead of the New York Yankees in the American league East. And if the season ended today, they would be the, uh, the first wild card. So it's a good baseball team. Uh, they have a uh, they have some nice young players, including uh, a nice nice catcher who who came up last year. Uh, Adley uh, is it Rutschman is his last name Rutschman, yeah. And just you know they 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 they've put together a nice ball club. So if I didn't have so many things going on this weekend, I would try to sneak out to one of these games uh, over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, because I feel like. This is going to be a nice litmus test for the Giants. Like the, the the Pirates are solid. They started out great. They haven't been as good of late, but you know they're they're around the same record wise as the Giants. So th- those teams are, um, you know, pretty fairly matched. But if you really want to see how good the Giants are, a series at home against the Orioles is a good little test. You take two of three from the Orioles, and I think your team comes out of that feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah, for sure. It uh, Baltimore was one of those favorites by a lot of the critics at the beginning of the season to be a World Series team uh, because they were knocking on the door last year. Their offense is just crazy good. Um, so much power, so much speed. Uh, Cedric Mullins, I think, might go on the IL, so that's one piece of the Baltimore lineup that won't be in there, and that guy's speed-power combo is just insane. Um so they might be limping in a little bit, but still beating that team. Uh, like you said, that that's great. I mean, showing up against Milwaukee like the Giants did, uh, you know, showing up against Houston earlier this season like they did. Uh, this is this is another big test. Um, I don't like what what happens after Baltimore. That short little road trip to Colorado, where you could either go in there and, and, <laughs> and feel really good. Or you could leave there feeling like, what the hell just happened? Because we were leading in all three of these ball games and we lost all three. So that I mean, that can happen in in Colorado pretty easily. So the, there's a uh, that that same week. There's a June 9th game against the Cubs at home. The, the Giants go yeah, they go in a three game or to Colorado, and they come right back home. There is a drone show that evening against the Cubs, yes. a tribute to Bay Area hip hop. That might be an interesting game to go to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that I would may, be I pretty may look cool. into that one. Drone shows are really neat. So they do that in Florida at Disney World. They can't do it in Disneyland 
because of uh, FAA regulations and, uh, and, it's in, uh, you know, flight space and everything else like that, but they can do it in Florida. No problem. So if you ever get a chance, go look up Disney world drone shows on YouTube uh, and you'll be pretty amazed. So doing this with like Bay area hip hop, that's going to be cool. And if there's no digital underground or Tupac in there, I'm going to be very upset. I know. There's got to be, right? I mean, you can't. It's not going to just. Yeah, you you've got to have those guys in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so rooting for a nice week for the Giants. Hopefully, they can capitalize on uh, on what they've done of late, and it's been it's been really fun to watch. Uh, the the team, you know, the, the, we he can't say officially, you know, that the Giants are back or anything. And 2021 right. was. I, I I can't look at this team and go, oh, could they be? No, that 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 team was ridiculous. But you know, there are some things that the team is doing that do remind you a little bit of that, especially the way that they're able to just bring out you know arms and and shut you know shut the shut the game down uh, you know with the, with a nice lead. So it's really it's really fun watching that. Um, and yeah, they're seven and three over their last ten. So you you know get another six and four, seven and three over their next 10 and and they'll be they'll be in, in a nice spot. I believe they would actually be the last wild card if the season ended today. So that's kind of fun to think about. How many how many more games and in that stretch of games and record uh do you need to be convinced that now this is a good team? I think if they so currently they're uh, two games over 500. Mm-hmm. You know, once you start getting five, six, seven, eight games over 500, then, you know, then I'm like, oh, you know, they're better than I even realized. Because right now, Arizona, they're eight games over 500. Dodgers right. are 11 games over 500. And, uh, and we, got it, we got it handed to us in Arizona, too. Yes. Uh, the Braves are 10 games over 500. Then, you, you know, you go to the East where they have some really, really uh, great records in the East. Uh, yeah. But even like uh, Houston. You know, they're nine games over 500, so they're they're not playing the same kind of ball as Texas is right now. But, you know, they're still playing really good baseball. Once you get around, you know, five, six, seven, then I'm like, OK, like this team is better than, you know, maybe we even realized. And because, you know, you it's it's a long season. You play 81 and 81 with the third wild card. You know, you're, you're sort of like not that far away, but you right. go 84. Five and seventy-seven, or you go uh, eighty-eight and seventy-five. Then you're starting to to cook with grease there, and that's kind of where they're going to need to be in order to compete for those last playoff spots. Yeah, and I said at the beginning of the season, ninety-four win team. I'm not going to look at the math to figure <laughs> out what the Giants have to do the rest of the season to be a ninety-four win team, because then I'll be sad, and then I'll yeah. know that, like, yeah, we're not doing that. They'll have to play but, like a seven hundred percent winning oh, era, seventy percent winning clip or something. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have to go on a twenty-game winning streak this <laughs> season. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back next week. Uh, probably back on our normal day of Monday because there are no holidays next week, and and yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a great week. So hopefully they continue and we'll have some more fun stuff to talk about next week on this show. So for Brad, I am Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. 
Hey there, I'm Brandon Kelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, visit WeFunder.com slash BlueWire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.